Babe. I'm right here, Robert. <laughs> what you doing? I'm trying to get this show started. Okay, what show you on? The Boiling Noodles. Alright, that's right, the Boiling Noodles Show. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I'm your host, Alexandria. And I am Robert Mason. And we're here to discuss topics that's going to stimulate the brain and conversation. Get out there and do it. What topics do you want Business, to Business. Family. Faith. And community. Those are our four pillars. So come and rock with us. Boil with us. Let's start boiling your noodles. One night in Miami. If you have not seen that on Netflix, please go check it out. They won't see it on Netflix, though. We'll go Where ahead. did we watch it at? Wasn't it Amazon Prime? It might have been. You're right. Yeah, Amazon we check Prime. That. You're right. Yep. So if you have not watched that, um, find it. I'm not sure how, if you don't have Amazon Prime, find it. But one, one night in Miami with Malcolm X, Jim Brown, um, Sam Cook, Sam Cook, and Muhammad Ali. Ali. Mm-hmm. They all came together because Muhammad Ali was fighting. Well, at that time, it was Cassius that, Clay. Cassius Clay. Yeah, at that mm-hmm. time, Cassius Clay. He was fighting. They all you know, came together and, and, and hung out one night in Miami. And just think about the power those individuals have and had at that time. I wonder if that happens today where powerful black men come together and, and try to effect change behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I granted, I'm, I'm sure it does. Absolutely. You know, I haven't been invited but i think that's part of the conversation though right it was part right. of the movie it's um sometimes you don't want to be invited to stuff and I'm right. just, yeah you know what i mean and and those things that you are invited to you may not want to show up because it just may not you know what i mean be be for you be and for i think you, that right. that's part of that's really the the, the start of the movie of the importance of I think symbolically when you're thinking about the men that you just named, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wasn't aware of who Jim Brown was because, you know, I'm not. You don't know the, Jim Brown? You know, I'm not. Oh, well, let sports. me guess. You know the juice, huh? You know who the juice is. Who is the juice? What are we talking about right now? What's happening? OJ. So, you oh, know who OJ obviously is. Obviously, I didn't know, know just Brown. now when you told us who the juice is. <laughs> no, but I'm saying I didn't. I'm not into football and all I of know, that, boo. I get it, boo. I so, get go it. ahead. But I knew everybody else in there. But I was like, okay. So, Jim Brown. But you think about everybody who was in there. The, the meeting, obviously. I know this is just a. This is just an idea about what could have happened in that room or that night with mm-hmm. those four. Right. But just. To me alone, looking at the people who were meeting and the roles that they played in America, right? right, And then also in the black community, that in itself was saying a lot. So you, a lot of times we want, we want to be at the table, right? A seat at the table, but just number one, know what table you want to sit at, but then two, how we have to build our own tables, Instead of trying to sit, have a seat or even keep a seat at a table. And the pressure that comes with sitting at that table, mm. like all of those men endured their own, had to carry their own cross mm-hmm. in a certain way. You know, right now, I believe 
yeah, Jim Brown is the only one still living out of those four individuals, but they all had to carry that cross. Right. And everybody's cross is different. And some people don't even want to carry the cross that they supposed to carry. Right. So right. looking at it from that perspective, what I have, what I have really wanted to wear Malcolm X's shoes, shoes. Mm-hmm. No, I, I would not. I would not have wanted to carry that burden mm-hmm. of trying to um, save, not save, but trying to fight so many injustices and knowing, really knowing that I, my life. I won't have a long life mm-hmm. that, you know, individuals are trying to kill me and, and my, family. Know, my family, mm-hmm. like to to have my house set on fire with my family in it. Mm-hmm. Would I still want to fight that fight? Right. So understanding, yeah, you know, what you're capable of and what God puts your hands to being content with that and fighting in a, in a manner that is conducive to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you mentioned something, right? You said, I wonder if um, black men come together like that, right, to try to have some type of effect. And so, yes, I believe that that is definitely still true to this day um, is the effect as powerful as, you know, what they were discussing. You know what I mean? That night. I don't know. Right. You know, but I do think that the things things come out of great meetings like that. Um, I know that. From and and this is probably we're jumping around here because we just we were just it was a good movie at the end of the day. And it was just something that taught us a lot. And it makes us reflect um, on just the years that passed this recent year and in the current times as well and then going forward. But I do know that. And I don't know if it's just because of the way it was directed or what. But Regina King and Kent Powers, I believe his name is, um, did a phenomenal job. Because it gave it, it helped me have a different meaning to which I said to you already a different meaning to change is gonna come. Yeah, it had you to, like I always have loved that song. I think the first time I really like got into it was when I was in high school or something like that. I started to get into this whole phase of listening to all of this old school, you know, music or whatever, and so. I heard it then and you just love it just because of Sam Cooke vocals, period. But now to see what is going on in the world and understand it and have different perspective or even experience it where I didn't feel like I was experiencing all of that as a kid. But, you know, in hindsight, you do see how you experience some injustices or racial, you know, um, situations. And so it just gave it a whole different I'm not going to say a whole different meaning. I'm blowing it up, but it just helped you understand it a whole lot better. Right. Like why a writer writes a certain song. Right. It invoked. They had a thought or emotion or, you know, some type of perspective and wanted to get that out. And you really don't always know the true meaning behind a song. You just hear the lyrics and take those words for what they are. But to understand to get getting a better understanding of why he wrote that song in that particular time and the type of music he was writing before before that song. And it really is a change. I don't know if this made you think of another movie, boo, but this made me think about hip hop, right? So like it <laughs> it made me think about I don't remember what the movie was called. We were watching it though. Um but it was it, I don't know if it was Biggie life. Maybe it could have been about Biggie's life. And um it was the scene where I can't remember if they were like on a balcony or they were in the street somewhere, but it was Biggie and Pac 
and they were talking about music. And so Biggie was pretty much, well, I'm going to say the character, the character was making it seem as if like Biggie kind of was like, you know, he just trying to write the music, have fun with it and, Mm -hmm. you know, and get money. Whereas Pac is like, I'm writing for purpose. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a poet at the end of the day, like where you're, I'm an artist at the end of the day, where you're going to hear me like talk about the things that are going on in the world, how they affect real life issues. Right. And right. to make change. That's what thug meant. Right. It, on his, everybody thought like, cause I did, I thought, I was like, Oh, I ain't mean like, you know, thug like in the street. It had, it was, um, it was a, uh, acronym, acronym for right. So for something. So. And so he was writing about purpose. That's what that made me think about that scene of listening to Sam Cook's music. And it's like an eye opener of like, wow, he's writing his music. It's cause it sounds, you know, it sounds good, but what do you feel? behind it what is it that you feel behind it what purpose is it giving and it's kind of like my my thoughts too like with the whole r kelly thing right it's like i'm good without his music like what is it doing besides helping a step you know what i mean like you know just grooving to it but what is the purpose besides and i'm not trying to say it didn't bring happiness or bring fun or you know whatever the case may be but um what is it that we're missing you know, what is it that we're listening to um, that is really trying to help in, in a way? Or, I mean, the help could simply be just to make somebody feel happy or to have fun. Um, but overall in life, what is what is what is it that's your purpose in doing? And are you doing that? Right. Because like the like the character in the movie state, Malcolm X, st- uh, the character Malcolm X in the movie, mm-hmm. when he stated, we don't have time. Yeah. Yeah. To waste in the time we're living in. Mm-hmm. Now is the time to push forward mm-hmm. because so much stuff is changing. Mm-hmm. So many people are dying. Uh, so many laws are being created that are not for us. Mm-hmm. We no longer have the time to make feel good music right we no longer have the time to just be happy because we scored a touchdown right or just be happy because we knocked this person out Mm -hmm. we need to push our people forward they're looking for looking to us for help and for answers and we if we have a loud voice then we need to speak loudly Mm -hmm. not speak softly Mm -hmm. but speak loudly use the platform right use the platform you have to push the culture forward Mm -hmm. push our culture forward um so phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal movie. It really Please was. It was go, good. go, go check it out. Do we want to go into what is our like personal take? Meaning what do we see now? I know we, we kind of started a little bit, right? Comparing to, um, but the comment that you made. Okay. So the part that you made that you brought up in reference to the, when he said we don't have time, right? We don't have time to pretty much play around when lives are at stake and they're our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. What is it from that statement in itself that you saw or you made you reflect upon? Like, it just made, honestly, it made me look at my own personal life. Am I truly a, a champion for black culture? Yes, everybody that knows me in private knows I'm a champion for um, pushing our culture forward. But what do I do in public that champions that same sentiment? Or even what do we do in private, right? Right. So I can, 
you know, I can I can sell 100 houses this year. But how does that. That one task, you know, that or that ability or, you know, whatever you want to call it, push our culture forward. How does that help our culture? And like I, you know, I told you before, my my goal is not to have more black agents or realtors. That's not a necessary goal of mine. My goal is to help black America create wealth in real estate. Mm-hmm. So how do I do that with my with my current platform? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what it made me really think about. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't have time to waste any more with I'm trying to say this the right way. I don't have time to waste any more with the middleman. Mm-hmm. We have to develop a plan to secure the mountain we're currently standing on mm-hmm. and bring others along with us. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you all may not know exactly what I'm talking about. My wife, my <laughs> wife definitely knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. No, uh, and it's not even that you needed to say that to, to clarify anything. You get what I'm saying or yeah. whatever, but no, I get what you're saying. Cause it, it's going back to the whole, like the seat at the table thing, right? right? Trying to be so quick to have a seat at the table sometimes, but one, we don't even know what's at the table. And then two, we don't, you know, why don't we think about building our own table? Um, or three, how do you do, how do you even secure that seat? I mean, stay at that seat. A guy once said, and when he, when he said it, when the first time I heard him say it, I thought, yeah, that's a great, that's a great thing. But now that's, it's dumb. So this is what he said. <laughs> uh, and not saying he's dumb. No, I get what you're dumb. He's yeah. a very uh, intelligent individual. Um, but he said most people fight to sit at the king's table. He said, I'd rather just eat the crumbs and scraps that the king leaves behind. And at the time, I thought, yeah, that's a great idea. You know, you can you can build off the scraps that's, that are left behind mm-hmm. and eat very well. Mm-hmm. But if you are a king yourself, that's not sufficient for you. Right. You have to eat at your own table and make your own meal. Mm-hmm. Hunt your own prey, fish for your own food. And I think that's what the biggest difference between what Sam Cook was saying and what Malcolm was saying in the movie, Sam Cook was like, I own my own masters. These individuals are using my song. So I'm making money while I'm asleep. Mm-hmm. So I'm hitting them. I'm hitting them over the head every time that record plays. Mm-hmm. And he's making opportunity for other, black he's making artists. opportunity for other black artists. But Malcolm was saying that's fine for this small piece of the pie. Why you're so concerned with this small piece, but you got this larger machine at work that we need to take down your small um, nut or bolt is not going to affect this entire machine. Let's go after this entire machine. And granted, both of them had a, a great perspective and both of them were right in what they were saying. But. It's going to take more than just your own little sphere or your own little world to in, to affect change affect mm-hmm. change mm-hmm. and 
I think that's what we as a people have to understand. Yes, we have to come together. We have to collaborate and brainstorm and strategize and develop a plan to stand on the mountains that God has given us to stand on. Mm -hmm. Not continue to walk around the base of the mountain, uh, you know, singing, oh, Hosanna. Right. It's time to actually climb that mountain and place the flag of the kingdom at the top of that mountain. And that's my goal this year to place the flag at the top of the mountain that I'm currently standing on. Mm -hmm. Because I don't feel I'm actually climbing it. I feel I'm just standing here in a place that's comfortable Mm -hmm. and I can feel myself getting uncomfortable with where I'm standing and it's time to move. It's time to go. It's time to, to no longer waste time. You've learned, you saw, you understand more than what you did a year ago. Now it's time to start walking step by step and climbing the actual mountain. Absolutely. I like that, boo. Yeah, I think it, it um, on a spiritual aspect of things, it made me <clears throat> it made me think about God's word, you know, and being lukewarm, cold, hot. Right. And when he was saying when when Malcolm said that we don't have time, it was to me it was saying we don't have time to be lukewarm. And I think that that's the season of covid. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah. It was a wake up because we well, a lot of us were being lukewarm. A lot of us being lukewarm. So now you got this opportunity where you're allowed to be able to make a definitive decision on what you choose to do going forward because you see all of the mess that's going on. You can continue to choose to be lukewarm. You can be hot. You could be cold. And to be hot doesn't mean you have to be at the front of the line in a protest. Actually, it doesn't even mean you need to be at a protest. You know what I mean? Your protest doesn't have to look like the walks of the street, you know, walking in the street. But it can also look like, you know, creating laws, having meetings to um, not creating laws, but you get what I'm saying. Or, yeah, creating laws, depending on position you're in. But it can look like making changes in areas that, you know, you have, you know, um, influence in. And so I think um, it it really it really did help me see in this past year, like it was making me reflect on this past year, but then also in this year about, okay, what can you do? I know last year, like my focus was on family, about my core, making sure that everybody in the family was being taken care of, recognized, acknowledged, loved on, cared about, um, being okay. Because I think a lot of times we have a, we have the habit of trying to influence everybody else, Mm -hmm. but your family. You know what I mean? Like, what about the circle? And then those relationships that, you know, hey, there's no more time to waste on them because, you know, as far as trying to get it where you idealistically think it should be, that's okay. But make sure you continue to love and just be okay with walking away of trying to make it something that, you know, it can't be right. Right. But it's okay. And so um, in this aspect, though, now it's like now it's starting to make me think about, okay, what, what is it that I need to be doing more, you know, in the, in the community, but also more in just my area of influence. I think that's what it overall, that message was saying, what can you do in your area influence and what are you doing? And so you brought up something, you brought up something important 
that hit me today. I was that's why you saw me looking at my phone. I was trying to look for the gentleman's name, but it's MJ Harris speaks. And um the gentleman was just kind of giving an example about he's he works in insurance, um, in the insurance industry, I guess. And so he was trying to bring someone on a few years ago to work with him. And so he kept saying, you know, the person would say, I gotta pray on it. Or whatever. And he said, I'm not laughing or, or making jokes about the prayer on it because, you know, um, I get that. But a lot of times people say that, right? Because they don't want to, they know they don't want to go with the, they don't want to really go with that decision. So it was just their excuse. It was using it as an excuse. That's what he was pretty much trying to say. And then the person began to work with him and then they kind of stopped um, and they were allowing their ego to be ahead of it. Anyway, the bottom, the bottom line was the message he was saying was, the gentleman had missed out on half a million dollars each year of what it was that, you know, he was trying to bring him into. And it was simply because he was allowing his ego and the how of what he asked God to get in the way. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the how, just worry about the what. And I thought that that was powerful because I it's, it reminded me of God's word, which um, I should have, that's what I should have been looking up is we're in the word of God where it says, I think it's Matthew, Matthew 633, um, when it says, don't worry about like, it's, it's talking about like, don't worry about the day and time, mm-hmm. right? Just know that these things are going to be taken care of. And I'm sorry, Lord, if I'm adding away or ta- I'm adding to or taking away from your word, um, but don't, don't worry about what it is. Like, don't worry about the details. And I think I was reading it even this morning. Um, It could have been an X where he's just saying, be where I tell you to be. Right. But don't worry about the details of everything else of of what's to come and, and all of that. And I think sometimes we get worried about that, but you know, the what of what you're going to do. But if you get too focused on the how, then you'll start getting caught up in the way it's supposed to look, right? right? We get caught up in that. So when you see that, um, okay, this opportunity is being brought to you, but no, I don't think it's supposed to look that way because this is what, you know, and he was saying, he even said to the gentleman, do you not, you saying you're praying on and you're doing all of this prayer. Do you not think that God has placed me to be your how, you know, part of your how? So I think sometimes we just get caught up on the how and because because we start to think how it's supposed to look, just like marriage. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're right. supposed to be joyful. I mean, it's supposed to be happy every day. We're supposed to be in love every day and, you know, and all of that. And and it's not right. right. It's, it's joyful, but it's not all the time happy, right. you know, um, because we know that as long as we're still together and we're still rolling, to, you know, together as partners, it's, it's going to be good. Right. Regardless. And so I think that's what it was to me. I took away. It was about, you know, building in your area of influence, using your platform to the maximum that you can, um, you know, to the max of what you can you can do. And it was just it was really exciting. And I was grateful to just know that those four people were together and trying to have that conversation. Allegedly. Right. We don't know what it was, but we know what they've done. Right. Muhammad Ali is still goat. You get what I'm saying? Sam yeah. Cook still have great vocals and that song is still used at plenty of events and for different reasons, for movements and things of that nature. Um, Malcolm X the same. And you know more about Jim Brown than I do, but from the decision he made according to that movie, you know, it was um it was all good, I right. guess. And speaking on Jim Brown, there's a scene in the movie where he goes back home. And he's sitting with uh, one of his coaches and his coach, mm. his coach uses him as 
leverage in the community. Mm-hmm. He lets everybody know Jim Brown is from here and mm-hmm. we love Jim Brown. And, you know, I know Jim Brown personally and he uses Jim Brown's fame and stardom as a pat on his, his own back. Right. And the same individual without telling you all the details, I do want you all to go see the movie. The same individual then turns around and blatantly degrades Jim Brown to his face with a smile, with a smile on his face. So imagine, imagine your boss or whoever your work, your whoever, I'm proud of you. Thankful for you. You're awesome. You do a phenomenal job. You're the best person we have on the team. Yada, yada, yada. And you are up for, let's say you up for a promotion. And then your boss says, no, we can't give you that promotion because we hit our quota on how many minorities can get paid mm-hmm. X amount of dollars this year. Mm-hmm. That'll be a smack in the face. All because of your color. But it's, it's, it's honestly, you think about what this land was built on. You think about, um, and we're talking about America, right? We think about what this land was built on. We think about the habits, the laws, the, um, the everythings that we've created on what this land is supposed to be, you know, about it's habit that we've, we've, we've adopted and we've allowed to be instilled and conform to and walk about it like it's nothing. Right. We make fun of people. We we degrade people. We do all of these things by habit and not choosing to change those habits simply because we're just comfortable with where we are in America or how sometimes you well, I'm from New York or I'm from, you know, up north. I didn't mean to say New York, but I'm from up north and this is the way it is. Or I'm from the West. You know, it's right. like that's some things are just not OK. But right. that's the way that we have chosen to to live here, you know, because um, he said it again with a smile. It wasn't even trying to be nasty, but right. he was like, no. and that's in my in my book, like that's the worst enemy, an enemy that can sh- smile in your face. To, and, you know, they're your enemy and they but they, you know, they stab you in your chest with a smile on their mm-hmm. face versus somebody that's going to stab you in your back. Mm-hmm. Because you really think this person genuinely loves you and cares for you. But at the very end of the day, they don't. Mm-hmm. So that's one night in Miami. And yep. I, and um, I think from our takeaway, just think about the many nights right. that we have to be strategic about where we're going, where we want to go, where we are and who we want to take with us. Right. right. You don't have time to waste there are people out here dying there are people out here being persecuted there are people out here giving their life so we as individuals do not have time to waste and remember you're one of those people who are giving their life being persecuted dying so until next week keep boiling your noodle